You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. How many of us only have time for the real this year? <laughs> Amen. 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 The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 1. It says what? What does it say? Someone help us. Faith is substance. Faith is substance. Substance of things hopeful. And the evidence of things not seen. Praise the Lord. Faith is the substance of things hopeful. And the evidence of things not seen. So when we say we only have time for the real, what are we talking about? That we're going to do what? Live in things or live by faith. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles. Open your Bible to Hebrews 11. And if someone has the Passion Translation, I'll appreciate if you can you know, help us to read from it. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Okay? So when we are singing, we are only going to live by the real. Are we saying that we won't live by faith? Praise God. What is it saying? I need help. We only have time for the real. Hebrews 11 says, no, don't put the Passion Translation yet on the screen. Let's just, what does it say? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things. So which one is real? Based on the scripture. Faith is real, right? But it said things not seen. Through the eyes of faith. Okay, let's see the Passion Translation. I think it captures it very well. Let's see that we'll read it and we'll move on from there. Okay, let's read it. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we... It is all evidence. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. By the grace of God this morning, we want to look a bit at, at evidence. Let me say evidence. And um, I know we have quite a few lawyers in the church, and um, there are masters in the law of evidence or the rules of evidence, and um, we're going to be touching a few things from there. You know, on, on Wednesday, yes, last Wednesday, we looked at Adam and Eve, and one of the things we learned from Adam and Eve, or Eve in particular, is that the, she erred, she failed when she, after hearing from the devil that the tree wouldn't hurt her, the next thing she did was check out the tree if it would hurt her. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. The, her failure was because when the devil said, you will not die, she looked at the tree and examined the tree. 
And based on her examination, the tree didn't look like what will make somebody die. Are we, are we, is, is that what happened? And then based on that, she did what? She ate of the fruit of the tree. Okay? But we now understood that the error she committed was that knowing what we know, that something is not good nor bad because of the way it looks. Something is good or bad because of what? Are we ready? Let me hear you now. So, so, so we're told in Genesis 2.8 that every tree that was in that garden was beautiful. It was good to behold. It was good for food. It was every tree. But God now said, in that garden, there is a tree there. You should not eat it. Now, when Eve was tempted, she went to the level of evidence and went and looked at the fruits, at the trees. And she saw that this particular tree that God said she shouldn't eat from wasn't bad. It didn't look different from the other good ones. They were all good. Praise the Lord. So she judged that truly God may be wrong. God may not have known what he was saying. Why? Because this is a fruit. This is a fruit. They all look the same. Okay? But what we begin to learn and what we started learning last Sunday is that what something is we can really say is not what it is. It is what God says it is. And child of God, when we come to live life purely based on what God said it is, we enter rest. May you and I enter rest in Jesus' name. I say, may we enter rest in the name of Jesus. Okay. So th this morning, I, I want us to look at some interesting story in the Bible. Genesis 37, we're going to read that Genesis 37, and it's the, um, it's the outfall of um, Jacob's son's um, hatred for their brother Joseph. We're told in verse 3, Genesis 37 verse 3, it says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Okay? We know the story. And that was what led the brothers to hate Joseph. You know, his dreams didn't help as well. So they conspired and killed Joseph. And they said, what are they going to tell their father? Or rather, conspired and sold him. So they took Joseph's tunic. Let's go to 31 now. 31 says, So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats, and dipped the tunic in the blood. Then they sent the tunic of many colors and brought it to their father and said, We have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? Verse 33 says, And he recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, or put sackcloth on his waist, and mourned for his son many days. 
and all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him. But he refused to be comforted. And he said, for I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Verse 36 says, now the Midianites had sold him, Joseph, in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We know what happened here. The father of Joseph sent him, go and check on your brothers. When they saw him coming, they said, this is the opportunity. Let them kill this dreamer and see what will come of his dream. And, you know, they played here and there. A few persons didn't want him killed. Uh, Reuben didn't want him killed. So he suggested let them put him in the pit so that after he'll come and save him. When they put him in the pit, before they knew what, they saw a band of Ishmaelites traveling. And they stopped them and said, we have goods for you to buy. We have something for you. And they looked at Joseph. They paid the price, 20 pieces of silver. And they bought Joseph and went. So what do they now do? They said, simple, they're going to take this coat that the father made for him, dip it in blood, and show to the father and say to the father, apparently Joseph has been killed by wild beasts. And that's what they did. However, what, what we see in the story from verse 31 is that when they presented this coat that has been stained with the blood of the goat. The father saw it and said, it is my son's tunic, right? The people, the brothers didn't say anything else to him. They just said, do you recognize this? Are you with me? Do you recognize this? And then Joseph made a statement and said, yes, I recognize it. It is what? My son's tunic. Now read the next line, the, the next statement there. He said what? A wild beast has what? Devoured him. Did the son say that? Did the son say that? So he said that based on what? Based on evidence. <laughs> what else did he say? He said without what? Joseph is turned to did the son say that? So he said that based on what? <laughs> Help me tell your neighbor. Don't live by evidence. Don't live by evidence. Or rather, don't live by <laughs> human evidence, by natural evidence, by ordinary evidence, by physical evidence. Don't live by that. I'm going to show you what you're going to live by. Why is that important? Because you see, the enemy we have, you know, God, you know, like it's been said, the devil is not God's opposite. Praise the Lord. God is God and he created how many things? All things. The devil is a creation of God. The devil is a creature. Okay? We are God's creation. The devil is also God's creation. And the devil was actually not created as a devil. He was created as one of the archangels, but was demoted because of his rebellion against God. One privilege or one um, liberty that God has allowed the devil as long as he exists is the liberty to deceive. The devil cannot create. The devil cannot really do anything. What he has been allowed is what? The liberty to deceive. In Matthew 24, 24. Matthew 24, 24. 
It says, for false Christ and false prophets will do what? Will rise and show great signs and wonders. To do what? To deceive, if possible, even the elect. Jesus is the one making this statement. And he didn't say, I will stop them. Are you following me? For false Christ and false prophets will rise. Okay? And they will show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, the elect. In Revelation 20. Revelation 20 from verse 1 to 3. It says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottom left speed, and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Verse 3. And he cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal on him, so that he should, what? Deceive the nations, what? No more. So when the devil is taken out of the way, you know what ceases to be in our world? Deception. When the devil is taken out of the way, what is also taken out of the way is deception. It's so, you know, clear that in verse 7, go down to 7 of that same text. In verse 7 of the same passage, it says, Now, when the thousand-year rule, when the thousand years would have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. The repackaged Satan, when he comes out, see what he's going to do again. Verse 8, let's read 8 together. And will go out and do what? So his only agenda is what? His only power is what? Now, when you master the spiritual laws of evidence, this devil will be powerless in your life. Say to yourself, I need to master it. Yes. When you master truly the spiritual laws, in law, there are the laws or the rules of evidence. When you master it spiritually, the devil will lose power over you. He will not be able to do anything with you because he can't deceive you. The account we read simply says, Joseph's brothers hated him. This is what happened. And when they brought the coat, the father looked at it and said, yes, it's my son's tunic. And he said, a wild beast. Why would he say that? Because that is the evidence before him. Very difficult to disagree with. Very difficult to contend with. Okay. But if you go to 10 and 11 of the same uh, Genesis 37, verse 10 and 11, for want of time, it, we, can, we could read uh, further back. But 10 and 11, let's read 10 and 11. Joseph here now told it to his father. This was a dream. Okay, let's read from 9. So we, 9, okay, let's take it from 9. Then he dreamed still another dream, talking about Joseph, and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I've dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bow down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed, Joseph? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Verse 11 says, And his brothers what? Envied him. When someone has a dream that can provoke envy, it is not ordinary dream. Praise the Lord. When you work in an office and your boss is continually threatened by you, it is not your perfume. He can see where you're going. He has already been informed that you will be higher than him. Is someone hearing me? So his brothers envied him. But 
The Bible says his father did what? Kept the matter in mind. What does that remind you? It reminds you of what they said of Mary also. Concerning the words that were spoken about our Lord Jesus. That she pondered them where? In her heart. Now, based on the law of evidence, okay? Or rather, the law of evidence says the rules and the principles that govern the proof of facts in a legal proceeding. There's something that is called fabrication. Okay, do I have a lawyer here? Fabrication. Fabrication is what of fabricated evidence. Fabricated evidence is evidence that is produced after the act, after something has happened, and then they come and fabricate something that was not in that environment to influence the judgment, either for or against. Are you with me? Okay. Now, in law, fabricated evidence is not accepted. I mean, it should be clear. Once it can be found to be fabricated. What we have in the story that we've looked at here now is that we have something divine spoken of Joseph, which there was a witness in the heart of the father. Something, it was, you know, Joseph said, I dreamed a dream. And the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars, what? Bow down to me. That's all he said. The brothers heard it and said, will you rule over us? Joseph didn't say that. Praise the Lord. Did he say that? He didn't say that. When the father heard it, what did he say? He said, shall your mother and I and your brothers also come and do what? Did Joseph say that? Who said that? His father. God was giving them interpretation. Are you with me? Now, all that was happening there is that the word of God was shining forth so that they can see his plan for this boy called Joseph. And when the father heard it, that's why the brothers envied him because you know how it is, sibling in a rivalry. Okay? But when the father heard it, something said to him, how would this happen? That's why he kept it in mind. Praise the Lord. So when, when, follow me now, when they brought the coat and it was soaked in blood, okay, if Joseph had listened to the sermon you're listening now, he would go a step further. Because note that the coat they brought was exactly the way it was given to Joseph. In which case, the wild beast removed the coat out of Joseph before he killed him. Are you with me? The lion of what that killed Joseph said, Joseph, I want to kill you. Take off your coat neatly. The buttons didn't here. Because when they presented the coat, it was what? It was intact. But you see, you and I, can look at Joseph. Do you know how much, how many decisions, how much we have lost because we have taken the evidence, the deception, the enemy throws at us, hook, line, and sinker? Praise the Lord. Do you know how many people are bedridden because some wave of headache came on them? Especially when you read through the symptoms of Omicron, Delta, you know, uh, someone was saying, he said, what you have is all this, uh, what the person has is all the symptoms. I said, how did you know you have all the symptoms? Because you have studied the symptoms. Have you studied your wellness? Do you understand? We've done the illustration here. You remember the seasons where there is Apollo. Now, everybody's eye 
or eyes itches from time to time, isn't it? Like now if your eye itches, you either ignore it or if you have an opportunity, you know, you scratch it a bit and continue. But in the season of Apollo, when your eye itches, what do you do? You claim it. Isn't that what you do? You claim it. Now, now, the enemy, like we've said, has been given the room to deceive. However, he cannot, because he's a liar and he's not smart or that smart, he cannot bring complete proof. So, wisdom is that as children of God, we stand and examine. Are you with me? And resist and contend. Last Sunday, I think it was last Sunday I studied and I was saying how I hadn't been here. For almost throughout this week, every night I go to bed almost with a fever. My whole body will be aching. Are you with me? Why? Because the enemy wants to tell me that that thing you said, you have to go and tell them is not true again now. Now I'm sick. But the mistake he made is that I know that symptom is not sickness. Are you with me? That symptom is a suggestion. It's an invitation to treat. So depending on whose side you are. So when it comes, I will keep saying, by your stripes I am healed. By the stripes of Jesus I am healed. This fever, I reject you. I don't say it out, but inside of me. So as I'm feeling it, I'm speaking it. So there is a contention in me. Why? Because the deceiver has come to deceive me that I'm sick. If I one of them, he was saying, better cancel works to come to your house. The night before, okay, we say better, you know, arrange and cancel that meeting. Because you won't be able to make it. But I said, I will make the meeting because I am healed in the name of Jesus. I kept contending. Why? Because the deceiver has been exposed to me. He's a liar. There is no truth in him. Is someone hearing me? And at every point in time, if you allow him, he will deceive. But if you stand on the word of God, the Bible says, submit to God. Do what? Resist the devil. What is the next thing? He's going to flee. He's going to flee. And this is what it it is. So when when they brought the coat, immediately, immediately, uh, uh, Jacob who should have known better? I hope we have time to you know, deal with his background. Jacob, who should have known better, said, It is my son's tunic, and he has been turned to pieces by a wild beast. Now, remember Jacob. It was the same Jacob and his mother, Rebekah, who took something that was not his own and put on his body. Am I right? And went to his father, Israel, and said to his father, Israel, I'm your son, So if there was anybody Who should know that Evidence should not be taken on face value It was Jacob It was Jacob If you can't read that story I had wanted to add it but it will eat into our time If you can't read that story of what happened For for several verses there It's recorded in Genesis 25 and 20 For several verses there You would hear Israel say I feel, or rather the Bible says, Israel felt. Okay? He felt. He feels. He smelled. What are those things? Your five senses. 
Every time the Christian bases his decisions on his five senses, he is going to be deceived by the prince of this world. What I see, for those who are not married, don't base who you will marry based on his or her perfume, based on the hair or the shape or any of those things. The enemy is going to, they are going to give you tiger and you think he's a woman. Praise the Lord. Israel said, I feel the skin. And it's like what? The skin of my son Esau. But did you hear him say, but the voice is not. Evidence will always come short because God will not be without what? A witness. If the, the, the boy's skin was like Esau and his voice was like Esau, we can't say Israel was deceived. It won't be deception. Just like in this case, when the coat came, it came intact. It came just coated with blood, that's all. But the man went on and on and on. Now, we look at these things for ourselves. Because they've done their own and gone. There are things in your life, there are things that have happened hitherto in your life that you've made permanent judgment. Whereas God in heaven is saying, look closely. Is someone with me? Examine further. Don't give up. That's not it. But you see, you have skimmed it on the surface. Now, what was I trying to say about fabricated evidence? In law, what I saw is that Fabricated evidence, like I think I already said that, is evidence that is produced after the event has been sealed. Now, what is fabricated evidence to the Christian? The Bible says you and I are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, what? Unto good works, which God prepared when? Beforehand that we should walk in it. The word of God concerning me, the word of God concerning you, did not come after Corona. Praise the Lord. The word concerning your destiny, the word God has spoken over you, was spoken before you were even born. The, 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 uh, uh, Jeremiah said, what, what, what did he say to Jeremiah? Before I formed thee, what happened? I knew thee. Before I formed thee, what again? I ordained thee. So, the word of God is the primary evidence that you and I should live by. Anything that is coming after my creation is fabricated evidence. Is someone hearing me? Now, it is your choice to agree with it. If you accept it, just like we see in the case of uh, uh, Jacob, he accepted it. He didn't just take it, but he went further and put a stamp on it, and it became his own testimony. Are you with me? So the devil starts, presents this to you, and then you take it and run with it. And the Bible says, with the words of your mouth, you'll be what? Condemned. With the words of your mouth, you'll be what? Justified. So Jacob went into sorrow that Joseph was dead. Whereas Joseph was not dead. But what was the impact? Jacob lived as though Joseph were dead. So it means, sir, you can be living as though something is dead, whereas it's not dead. Just because you have bought the evidence of the liar. Somebody say, I'm being delivered. I'm being set free. 
Our Lord Jesus said to us, you shall know what? The truth. And the truth will do what? Set you free. It will set you free. What will the truth do? The truth will, you know, disseminate, break down every falsehood. And that's what happens when you go into the word of God. That's what happens when you read the Bible. Because you open it and see, this is what he said concerning me. This is what he said. I was speaking to someone recently who wasn't feeling too well. And the person said, this thing is in his family. His father has it. His brother has it. And I asked him, does Jesus have it? Do you understand? I mean, th- these are suggested evidence. And, and you see, medic, I mean, science is respected, it's helpful. You go to see, see the doctor, once you sit down, they'll ask you, do you have history of this? Do you have history of this? Isn't it what I say? But some of us have history of, you know, maybe uh, parents that owned 1,000 hectares of land. Do you have history? Do you claim it immediately because... Do you understand? Imagine going to the bank and you know, your father was very... So, your, your, fa- your father is a, a, a billionaire. So, you, you, do, 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 does anybody tell you that? So, it only occurs in negative areas. And, and Lord have mercy. <laughs> I say, Lord have mercy. I say, Lord have mercy. You know, to make it worse... You know, uh, let, let me go to the, the other side. Come with me to Genesis 45. To, to make it more, more painful is that you and I tend easily, so quickly, to embrace this negative evidence. This same Jacob now, see what happens in Genesis chapter 45 from 26. Or, or let, let me read, where, where do I read? Because of time... Um, um, oh, wh- where do I take it so that you get it? The sons of... Okay, l- let me just cut it short. In Genesis 45, Joseph had been reconciled with his brothers. He had introduced himself to them, told them this is who he is, and he had taken them to Pharaoh. Pharaoh had made a promise, send wagons, go and bring your family, go and bring everybody down. So the brothers got back to Canaan, verse 25. Say then they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to Jacob their father. 26 says, I want us to read 26 together, everybody. And they told him, saying, Joseph is still alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart stood still. Why? You see, don't see Jacob, see yourself. When they brought bad news, that was a lie. What happened? He took it and ran with it. When they brought good news, that is the truth. He said, I can't believe it. If you read the next verse, the Bible says, When Jacob, when the father, now saw the goods, the wagons, and everything that he sent, then he believed. So when he came to the truth, he examined everything completely. But when it came to deception, he went into a quick conclusion. We are looking at our lives, though. Praise the Lord. What are the things that you have embraced? Ah, this my, this you know, this my temper. Eh? This my uh, what again? This my. They are talking about something that will happen in the next six months. 
You're already planning, you'll be unable to do it. You can't pray. When they say pray, I say I can't pray. You couldn't pray, maybe the truth. But you cannot pray is a future statement, isn't it? Why are you saying that? I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do that. Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? Based on whose uh, uh, proposition, whose analysis are you taking? We see that the enemy of our soul works so hard to present us with things that will keep us out of God's will. And once we see it, and and the the, the unfortunate thing about that is that you have helpers. Is when it is good news that you have people who tell you, ah, but why, why do you think, you know, what if this happens? What if this happens? Why, why don't we also say that to people when they are, they are unfortunate news? Praise the Lord, somebody. Why, why don't we, you know, probe it? You see, what, what I believe God wants to say to us this morning as a church, as a people, is that the word of God should be your only evidence. That's why we looked at that Passion Translation. He said, it is, it is, can we just have it on the screen again? He said, the Passion Translation, Hebrews 11.1. It is all the evidence, what? Required to prove what it is still unseen. What is all the evidence? The word of God. So in the case of this Joseph and his father Jacob, He knew something in his spirit had told him, this boy is destined for greatness. When they said he was dead, why didn't he probe that word? Why didn't he go and say, but I I thought this boy was to be bowed down to by the father, the mother, and the brothers. How come this is happening? And the Lord is saying there are many of us here that he has spoken words to. Which we heard. Which we knew were our words. Which we knew God said to us. This is what I will do in you. This is what I will do through you. This is what I will do for you. But over time. Because of evidence that you have seen. The enemy has presented to you. That the word God spoke doesn't even occur to you anymore. You don't even see yourself like that anymore. You don't anybody even trying to remind you. Ah. That this is possible or this is what God intends. You say, leave that matter. Leave that matter. Why? Because you have accepted other evidence which are not to be accepted by you. Why? Because they are fabricated. They are after the act. When God decided to settle with you, he spoke words into you. Now, the experience you have thereafter... Do not, must not be given the power to cancel the word that has been spoken over you. Is someone here with me? Let, let, let me give you another simple, you know, where, where, where the, the person got it well. In, in, in the life of Abraham, in Romans 4, we can put it on the screen please. Romans 4, from verse 18. Romans 4, 18 says... He said, who contrary to hope in hope believed? So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be 19. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. 21. 
and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was what? He was also able to perform. Now, this is what it is here, what they're telling us of Abraham. Don't leave there. We're going to look at it from um, easy to read version, but don't go there yet. What the Bible is saying about Abraham is that God makes a promise to Abraham. Say to Abraham, I'm going to do this for you. Okay? I'm going to bring you, let's take it, Abraham is joining. And God says, I'm going to bring you to that position. And as time went on, okay, as time progressed, instead of Abraham progressively getting closer to what God had promised, you know what was happening in Abraham's life? Can somebody tell me? Abraham was being removed from the promise. If God wants to give you a child, sir, when is the best time to give you the child? The younger you are, the better to give you the child. Is it not? So God promises this child. And lo and behold, Abraham sees himself aging. Sarah is aging. But they said something in verse 20. Put 20 for me, please. He said he did not waver at the promise of God. It meant that Abraham, go to 19 now. 19 says he was dead. 19 says Sarah's womb was what? Dead. But Abraham said, I will not examine the evidence of my body. I'm going to place my confidence in what God said to me. That is what believers do. Are you with me? That is what believers do. If you would, if you wish, if you want to look at evidence, you will not enter, you will not lay hold of the purpose of God for your life. No, you won't. You know, uh, <laughs> Pastor Ken will say his story how God sent him from Lagos to come to Abuja to start a church. The first day that we are going to drive, we had come to Abuja by air before. The day will now say, let us drive down to Abuja with our car. And, you know, begin the move. Early in the morning, you know what happened? You know they have accidents on the road. There was an accident in my garage in Lagos. <laughs> Our, the, the young girl we were staying with, with the car had um, a remote start. Okay? So the young girl we were staying with, I don't know what happened. You know, she went and started the car. In those days, you know, most of the cars were manual. So it was, okay, this one was manual. I don't know whether most of the cars. It was a Mercedes parked in the garage. She started the car and right in the garage, the car we're supposed to leave Lagos with to come to Abuja. Nine hours journey or about 12 hours those days. The car had accident in the garage and God said to you, go to Abuja. You have not entered the car, it has had accident. What is the Lord saying? Somebody said to us, it's clear, better unpack your things. <laughs> Do you understand? It's clear. Better what? Unpack. Because this is a sign. The devil will be giving permission. After the promise to Abraham, I'm taking you there. What happened was Abraham started going back. But the Bible said, give us that 29 in easy to read version. And that's where I want you to get to. Easy to read. He said he never doubted that God would do what he promised. He never stopped believing. In fact, what happened? He said he what? He grew stronger in his faith and just praised God. Until you and I come to take the word of God as evidence, more than what we see, we are still joking as Christians. And unfortunately, we are there where we look at what we see. 
But you see, records have been given to us over and over in the scriptures that the things which are seen are what? Temporal. Everything that can be seen. The enemy can play with it. Everything that can be touched. The enemy can play with it. That's why he was able to play on Israel and then he was able also to play on Jacob. Everything that can be seen. But the child of God by understanding says to himself, I understand. You know, the, the, the whole Bible, to, for, for, for your faith, for your faith to really be solid. Hmm? Praise the Lord. For, for your faith to really be solid. You, you have to always put, I think it's the Holy Spirit that does that for you and I. You have to put the entire word of God together. Now, we, we looked at Hebrews uh, 1 verse 2 and 3. He said, who upholds all things, what? By the word of his power. Now, if I know that even the material things, the matter, is upheld by his word. And the word says to me, this thing will be, or this thing will not be. And then in my eyes, it's as though what? Is the word is not coming to pass. What are the options open to me? I can decide to leave the word that sustains the matter. Or to transcend and demote myself to live by the matter. Are you with me? To live by the material. But if I am a Christian, then I ought to live primarily by the word. Because the Bible says the Christian is born again, not by flesh or blood. The Christian is what? Born again by what? The word of God, by the incorruptible seed. So a Christian is begun. A Christian is begat. Please forgive me. A Christian is commenced by the word of God. Why will you begin by the word of God and want to continue by evidence? What makes you born again? The sins you committed, did you visit every place and cancel it? You believe the word, right? The word of faith that was preached to you, the word of mercy, the word of forgiveness. You apply the blood. How many of us bought blood? And the blood washed your sins away. How did you do that? By the word, right? Praise the Lord. So, you have gone thus far by the word. Why will you now base your promotion, your healing, every other thing that God wants to do for you on what you see? Why don't you just take the word and take the word and take the word? Praise the Lord. So, the Bible says he even grew stronger. Why? Because this Abraham had begun to understand that God's word should be taken literally. Let, let, let's, let, let me show you a scripture. Um, Psalm 89. Psalm 89, 34 to 37. Let's see. Let's see what God says about this word. It says, My covenant word I will not break, nor alter the word that has what? Gone out of my lips. When God speaks it, he doesn't take it back. Along the line, evidence contrary might be shown you. Evidence contradicting might be permitted to come your way. But the child of faith knows that if God said it, he will do what? Surely, certainly bring it to pass. He says he watches over his word. Just, just go down. So, so read it. 35. He said, once I've sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. 36. 
His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as a son before me. 37. It says, it shall be established forever, even like the faithful witness in the sky. Is that word over David that we're standing in now? So our Lord Jesus Christ is the son of David. Why? Because God declared it. You know, in the process of that word, the nation of Israel was taken into captivity. All manner of things happened. But he said, the word that God spoke. Oh Lord, I wish I could sing. I would have sung, who can stand against the Lord? <laughs> no one can. And no one, who, who, can, who can subvert what God has spoken? Let, let, let's look at Isaiah 45, 23. Isaiah 45, 23. It says, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness. And what will happen? He said, it's not coming back. It's not coming back. We, we can look at that easy to read version, please. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and it's not coming back. 23, let's read it, everybody. What does it say? It says, when I make what? He said, that promise is true. It will happen. I, I, I stop there. When God makes a promise, that promise is what? It's true. It will happen. Child of God, this year, I want you to recollect every engagement you've had with God. Some of us, words of prophecy. Some of us, divine revelation. Some of us, as you read the Bible, you knew that this thing is concerning. Some of us, you know that many years ago, this is what you expected in your walk with God. But along the line, the other day I was coming down the stairs and I saw the, the, the drawing of this uh, uh, church. You know, what, what we have is makeshift. You know, this auditorium is makeshift. Georgie, we say, let's just do this one quickly. I'm moving quickly has become 13 years. Now. How many years? <laughs> and I saw it and, you know, it's like the spirit of God said, what do you think? I said, I believe you. Praise the Lord. This is just, this is less than, this is less than half of the building. There's a high rise. The walls are bigger. There are galleries and all manner of things here. You know? But, but you see, when, when you're looking for money to buy keyboard, <laughs> when you're taking offering to repair generator, is that when you'll be believing God to build sky rise? But, but you see, the word has what? Gone forth out of my mouth. What I promise, what will happen? It will come to pass. Now, it is your disturbance to begin to say, the evidence is this, the evidence is that. That is you engaging the devil. What you do is submit to him. Praise him. I like the way easy to read version gave us that. It says his faith grew stronger. What was he doing? He was praising God. He was telling the one who promised that you don't have any business to try to impress me. The reasons men lie or make false promises is to make an impression. God is not interested in making an impression on anyone. You know what he said to, to, to Moses as his name? I hope we have time to look at that sometime in the year. He said to Moses, what, the name we call Jehovah. You know, when we call the name, it sounds, you know, very deep and all of that. 
Jehovah, Yahweh, and all of that. What that name means is what? I am. I am that I am. Or I am who I am. That's what it means. God, God, God is saying, I have no category. Do you understand? I have no classification. I am God. Just like the song says, I am the only real thing. I am everything. If I am, if I come to this place now and say I am, you know what I'm trying to say? You are not. Because I could say we are. But if it's not we are, it's I am. If I am, then, you know, the others are negligible. That's what it is. God is I am. He's the only one who matters. He's the only one who makes. The only one who makes. He's the only one who sustains. He says live and you live. That's who he is. That's how powerful he is. But like we said, the power and the privilege or the liberty of deception has been allowed the enemy. So I can leave the I am and begin to live in imaginations. I can leave the I am and enter the zone where I entertain thoughts. Why I entertain suggestions. Why I engage and discuss and negotiate what God has not delivered to me. Because I have been sold the falsehood of the enemy. That this is what it is. Whereas that evidence is fabricated. It is after the fact. My destiny, my purpose, my calling, my future, what God has said concerning me has been finished before all of that came up. Praise the Lord somebody. We are going to try and conclude. And the question I want to ask us is this. Why do we have a propensity to accept bad news? Why is bad news so welcoming to us just like we saw in the case of jacob he didn't even say to them stop that joke praise the lord he didn't say to them stop that how how many of us have had experiences where something good is about to happen then after some time tell yourself this thing won't even happen this thing the devil has taken some space in your hard drive today is a day of deliverance in the name of Jesus. I say it's a day of what? Yes, yes, yes. The world may live in the fool's paradise, but the Christian lives in the believer's certainty. I know whom I have what? Believed. It's not fool's paradise. It is knowing who. Abraham did not look at his body and see the wrinkles and say these wrinkles are six pack. Praise the Lord. Abraham did not look at Sarah and say Sarah is what? Uh, sweet 16. No. He just said we are, as, we are as good as dead. But the one who promised is able. As simple as that. I can't do this. But the one who is I am. Who never factored my ability when he made the promise. God does not promise us on our ability. In fact, the Bible says his strength is made perfect, made manifest. What? In our weaknesses. What it factors in is our saying, yes, Lord, do it. Willingness, submission. Motivational speaking might get you to contribute your ability. But the word of faith will get you to trust in him. And the thing about the trust is that when the trust brings it, he's honored. He's surrendered to so we tend to welcome bad news 
Because all around us, what we have fed over time, what we have stocked ourselves over time with, is bad news. Imagine, imagine if you grew up in an environment where you did not know. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Why do children play with anything? If you allow them, they'll put their hands in fire. It's not good. They shouldn't do that. Why do they play with anything? They have no expression of fear. For those who have little children now, please, I want to beg you, if you can, teach them to swim now. Because when they get to my age, when they've known what drowning is, eh? to teach them to swim becomes a, <laughs> a war. But at that age where they are, you know, months, you know, one year, two years, they, they, they don't know water, you know, they, they not, don't know anything about water drowning some. So when you put them in water, you know what they have for they just circle and they swim. That's it. Because the knowledge of fear has not entered into them. Now, the problems you're having, sister, the problems you're having, brother, is that your knowledge of fear is too much, much more than your knowledge of the word of God. So when anything happens around you, what wins is your knowledge of fear. So Jacob, without any suggestion to kids this is my son's tunic he has been killed by a wild beast and he has been torn into pieces they said he's alive he said no why didn't he respond immediately i knew it i knew it i knew it i knew it i knew joseph is alive i knew it god gave me a vision god gave him a dream and i knew it why didn't he respond to that because the word of truth had not having a have not had a feel in his life. That's why God said to Joshua, This book of the law shall not what? Depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it what? Day and night. Day and night. You know, when you get to the portion, to, to the place, you know, not the religious, not my portion. You get to the place where you know that your case is never a general case. I hear him. When you know that you are unique. When you know that you have a destiny in God, they don't call you you people. He has known you by name. He has a plan, a path, a future for you to walk in. He's working out something in detail in your life. When you have that understanding, Abraham, around Abraham, they were having children. That's why I say there is none. You see, been, Abraham was doing baby dedication all around him. But still, he didn't give up. He didn't give up. Why? Because the word of God has entered and reconfigured his head. Let's rise on our feet. Brethren, I didn't come to tell you about Jacob and Joseph. I came to tell you about you. What God has for you and what God has planned for you is so much more than what you're contemplating. I think maybe the first prayer you're going to pray is, Lord, deliver me from every false evidence that I've embraced. Every false evidence. Listen, that something has happened over and over and over again does not mean that's where you're to stop. Praise the Lord. Now, God is saying to somebody listening to me, your future and the promise I've made concerning you, don't judge it with your past. God does not actually build on tracks. 
God is not a progressive builder. Your character, he builds progressively. But your destiny is suddenly. Your character, yes, you grow progressively. But your future in him, he announces it. He announces it. This morning, I want you to tear down every belief. I want you to ask yourself, this thing about me, even some, it may be primarily concerning health for some people. And for some people, finances. Some people see themselves borrowing for life. Their children borrowing for life. They see themselves poor for life. Who told you that? Who, who, who did you sign that agreement with? Did God promise you that in the Bible? Did he tell you you'll forever be sick? Did he tell you this and that? I, d- please don't look at me now. I want you to look at yourself. If you can close your eyes, I'll appreciate that. And examine the evidence that you have accepted. The things that you're pro- planning your life with. Some of us, they've said there will never be, if there's anyone like that, good Christians. That, that thing, Pastor, I said, you know, a man once told me, Pastor, sometimes when I'm listening to you, I say you don't understand. Tell yourself I understand. I'm a child of God. I'm born again. I can live the life of a believer. Why should I come to church and accept that I'll be the unserious one? Why? When did, it, when did God sign with me that I'll never amount to something? Who said you'll not be the example that people are looking at? Who said you'll not be that mother? That wife, that father, that son, that brother, that businessman, that leader in the nation. That people will look up to and say, what a ma- wonderful Christian. Who, who has denied you that position? Who told you you will fumble and fumble and fumble through life? Somebody needs to stand in faith and say, no, God didn't say that to me. The coach may have blood on it. Ah, but I know that I had something. I want you to examine your beliefs. Examine what you accepted. What you're expecting. Some of us just expecting some, you know, if there's anything, the most we can imagine is just survival. But God is saying this morning, examine that evidence. Look at it well. <laughs> Look at it well. You see that the coat is not torn. And if you're a bit more sensitive, you know that that blood is not the blood of a man. That's the blood of a young goat. I want you to interrogate yourself. And as you do that, I want you to begin to get aggravated in the spirit. And begin to say thus far and no more. I believe the favor of God. I believe the word of God. I believe the truth of God. I believe the power of God. I believe the faithfulness of God. He did not call me to put me to shame. Right at what the Bible says that he that believes in him will not be put to shame. Yes, that's what he said. That's what he said. This morning, examine everything. Somebody here, you, you have settled it that your own marriage is your, they've condemned you to a terrible marriage. When did you sign that? On your wedding day? Or because of some experiences. Tell the devil he's a liar. He will no longer deceive you. Because God's wisdom is going to come. God's intervention is going to come. God's mercy is going to come. You're going to take a step of faith. 
and God is going to bring to manifestation every word of his concerning your life. We serve a good God. We serve the mighty God. We serve the awesome God. We serve the reliable God. We serve the dependable God. We serve the God who cannot lie. Somebody's listening to me and say, Pastor, you don't understand. This is how bad things have gone. This is how terrible things have been. I bring you the word of the Lord. I bring you the word of the Lord. It is thus far no more. The Bible says we don't lose heart. The outward man, yes. Oh, sir. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. Joseph may have lost his coat, but he didn't lose his destiny in God. The Bible says the outward man is perishing. So what I'm preaching now, I'm not preaching preservation of the outward man. But I'm saying that when it's all done, you won't miss that thing that you lost. David treasured that coat. If he had his way, he would have kept it for life. But there is nothing about that coat that will compare to the regalia of a pharaoh. So you may be losing some things. You may be losing some prized possessions. You may be losing even time. Like Abraham lost time. But he has now gained in eternity. Oh Lord, thank you. Don't stop your prayer. Don't stop your prayer. Settle some things. Settle some things. The year is still young. Settle some things. Settle some things. Yeah, I think it was last Sunday that we talked about I can do all things. I can do it. His words will come to pass. His promise will come to fulfillment. His promises will come to fulfillment. It's not a struggle. I believe him. I believe him. I reject that evidence. I examine it. I subject it to interrogation. <laughs> I'm not a messenger for the devil. Jacob is torn to pieces. The wild beast has devoured him. The brothers didn't say anything. They were watching, they were watching Jacob. And he was killing himself. He was killing himself. He was destroying himself. This thing has begun to happen. He has touched me here. He's soon going to enter here. And it will get worse. Who said that? Reject it in the name of Jesus. Say his health is coming. His restoration is coming. The word is coming to manifestation. I'm a believer. <laughs> Jacob went as far as saying without doubt. That's what Jacob said. Jacob said without doubt. Joseph is torn to pieces. And he was so wrong. I put it to you. That you're wrong concerning that conclusion. Your head is yet going to be lifted. Your season of joy has not ended. Ah, should we visit Ruth and Naomi? 
She will ask her what she said. She said, God has dealt badly with me. But we now know that when the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ is told, her story is there. We serve a faithful God. Tell the Lord I will believe in you. Victory is yours. I'm on your side, Lord. I will yet move my hands. Concerning that child, you shall yet rejoice over that child. Concerning that spouse, you shall yet rejoice. Concerning that dream, that project, uh, you will yet carry it out. You will yet carry it out. You will yet carry it out. Sit down. Interrogate that evidence. Child of God, pray. 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 Tell him, Lord, I believe you. Tell him, Lord, I believe you. Tell him, I believe you. By faith, I lay hold of your word concerning me. I don't know how, but I heard you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. I'm I'm rounding up. But for, for the sake of somebody here, you know how it is you're watching a court case. And, you know, the man stands at the witness, you know, booth and speaks and speaks and speaks. So, you know, eloquently, everything is flowing until the defense is called and they begin what they call cross-examination. That's the last thing I want you to do before you leave. I want you to cross-examine every fear you have. Bring it out and put Jesus by the side. I want you to cross-examine every infirmity that you're carrying now. (laughs) 
I want you to cross-examine every doubt that you have lived with. I want you to cross-examine everything that men have said this is where you are. Place it side by side by the evidence of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, just like the doctors ask, do you have history? Someone here, you're trusting God and you're worried about the fruit of the womb. But you have history of women in your family giving birth. You're the history. I'm going. Cross examine that doubt. Cross examine that fear. There's a song That's a nice song But we can do this song You know Someone needs to declare that He didn't bring me this far Listen God didn't bring you this far to leave you crouching in shame. <laughs> Listen, he didn't let you hear all you heard so that he can make excuses. I've told us here, what God does not want to do in your life, he won't let you hear it at all. He said, I had not seen, neither had he heard, nor has it entered into the what God has prepared if he's entering he's already prepared and he does over that's why it says he does exceedingly abundantly when Jacob had that dream God was telling him I will do it and much more can we take the song yes that's it thank you he never said it was going to be easy. Then I don't believe he brought me this far to live me. So I'm rising up. I just can't give up. I just can't give up now. Not too far from where I started. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www that the Father's Church Online dot org. God bless you.